The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey guys, Ralph Marlboro here. We need your support to keep Saints Happy Hour going this offseason. Please support the show by becoming a patron so we can continue to cover the Saints in the ridiculous fashion you've come to expect. If you support the show, you get access to the podcast ad-free. No ads ever. Plus, you get our world-famous booze bundle, four swag items, amazing. And you get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7. So please support Saints Happy Hour so we can keep this amazing community growing. Support the show at SaintsHappyHour.com today. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. This one's a great special episode because we got friend of the podcast, beloved Saints punter, former Saints punter, I should say, Thomas Morris. That it just—it makes me sad, Thomas. I don't—I don't want to think of you as a former Saints punter. It still—it still makes me sad. Well, I appreciate it. it. Makes me a little bit sad as well. Yeah. Hey guys, I gotta, so Ralph, you know, it's always all about me. So, uh, I've gotta, I gotta tell you a quick story if you can humor me. Uh, this goes back two and a half years. Uh, but a couple summers ago, my son broke his arm and you know, it was like right when the summer was starting, we had sports, we had holidays, we had all these things planned and he was bummed out. And, uh, you know, Thomas has been a nice supporter of our show for a while now. And, you know, he's, he's followed us on Twitter and all that stuff. And, and he's, he's been nice to us. And so I shot him like on a whim, I shot him a quick DM and I was like, Hey, this happened. Can, can you help me out? You know, can you just like send him a quick you know, note? And I wasn't expecting anything back. I don't even know why I asked. And Thomas, like he was in the car. I don't know what he was doing. He's busy. And within seconds, he sends me back a video and he took his time. I mean, it was like a two minute video, just sending words of encouragement to my son. And I played that video for him and his jaw. I mean, my son's a huge Saints fan. So his jaw dropped and it was, it was a really special moment in a time of just, you know, I mean, he, obviously he recovered and he's fine, but it, it was a bummer for our family in the moment. And Thomas lifted our spirits. And so anyway, this is kind of long winded, but fast forward to Thomas's birthday most recently and his wife, Lauren hijacks his, social media account and asked people on his birthday to kind of share special moments. And so I shared that story. And as I go in to kind of look at all the moments that have been shared, I see what feels like hundreds of thousands of people sharing stories that are exactly the same. So I promise I'm getting to a question here, but Thomas, I guess that was the moment that it dawned on me. And I've always been biased. I've always been a huge fan of yours. Uh, but it made me realize just how much of a difference you've made in the lives of 
so many Saints fans, so many people in New Orleans. And I'm just curious, as you kind of look back on what Lauren did for you and that whole thing on your birthday, if if it just made you realize maybe, and I know it's you're a smart guy, but I wonder if the magnitude of your impact, uh, if, if there was kind of like a aha moment there. Um, yeah, look, I, I, look, we had over a thousand of those entries and I have not read, um, all of them yet. Um, I think it'll be something over time that I'll kind of go back and, and kind of read through. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, it kind of, it definitely put things in perspective a little bit as far as just how many moments I've had with different people. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Just very humbling experience to kind of receive all of that, uh, you know, love and support um, after getting released. So it was very appreciated. All right. Yeah, we know you're beloved, but we have to get to the important stuff, Thomas. You got released and then you went on a bachelor party. So like when you're taking that call and you're like, oh, I can't believe they just cut me. Do you hang up the phone and then immediately just be like, I got to have fun now. I got to get wild. I got to, I got to put this pain. I got to numb it. And you're going to, you're, you're about to go to a bachelor party. So like, I need details of like, not specifics, but like, did you, did you, did you drown your sorrows just a little bit? Um, you guys probably won't like my answer, but I'm, I'm, I'm not a, a numbing guy. I like to feel all the feels. And, um, so I, I found out the day before everybody else, and the team was great. They said, look, we can announce it whenever you like. Um, you know, so I said, well, I just want to call some people and let everybody, you know, let certain people know before it hits the airwaves. And I actually had Will Lutz and Zach Wood came over to my house with their ladies um, and told them, because I didn't want to show up to the bachelor party, you know, being like, hey, g- hey, here's some really bummer news uh, and make it about me. Um, so I had those guys over the night before, let them know so we could kind of digest it together and just kind of hang out. And then, uh, by the time I showed up to the, to the plane, I was obviously the news broke and, and, uh, I was doing that conference call with the media on the, on the way. I just said, Hey, let's do it now. Uh, I told the team, Hey, the word's out, let's do it now. So I did that on the, on the, uh, drive over to the airport. And literally there were, you know, eight guys sitting at the plane, just waiting on me to get finished with that. And as soon as it was done, I, you know, rocked up to the, to the group, which I only knew a few guys and, um, you know, just introduced myself. I just said, Hey, I'm Thomas. Uh, I'm unemployed. So I'm gonna need you guys to cover my tab this weekend. And everybody <laughs> laughed and, um, and, uh, kind of, kind of broke the ice and, uh, you know, I, uh, selfishly, I really didn't want to go. Um, you know, this kind of affects my wife just like it does me. And I wanted to be at home with her, um, but she, um, but she wasn't letting that be an option. She said, you need to go hang out with your buddies uh, with COVID. I haven't really spent much time outside the building with Will and Zach. And she said, you get, you, this would be a really nice weekend away with those guys. Um, you know, I think you need to do it. And so I did, and, and we had a great time. Hi, this is Ralph Marlboro from the Saints Happy Hour podcast. It's that time of year again. All eyes are on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, Bet Online has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, 
and championship boxing, BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates and is the place for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head over to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with BetOnline. We are on the Locker Room app every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock, talking Saints, talking NFL, talking draft. It's amazing. You can interact with us, goof to us. You can make fun of me, mispronounce names. You can ask serious draft questions about Andrew. We're having a blast talking Saints live. All you have to do is go download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link to your Twitter, and then join the NFL group. Follow me at Saints Happy Hour to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live every Wednesday at around 9 o'clock to talk Saints, to talk draft, and basically to make fun of me mispronouncing names. So do it. Download the Locker Room app today and then join us live every Wednesday at 9 o'clock. Drew... We sort of, we all sort of knew it. Like it, it was talked about ad nauseum all year. This is it, probably it for yep. Drew. And the Tampa game was, it was so emotional, even though there wasn't fans there. And him and his kids are playing with Brady, and him and his wife are kind of slow dancing, having a moment together. Did you yep. have that moment, or, or were you kind of like, I'm coming back, I'm, I'm going to be the punter in 2021, or did you sort of have a feeling as the season ended, this might be? It for me, and did you get a chance to soak it all in, or no? You thought, hey, I'm going to be a punter in 2021. Well, I think I've done a good job of soaking it in every year for the past few years. Um, you know, my intention was not to retire. Um, look, I've acknowledged I had a down year last year for a number of reasons. Um, you know, I spent the whole spring training in my backyard with no equipment. And, um, you know, I'm a big gym rat. And so that's a huge part of my game is being strong and explosive. And I didn't have the ability to do that last year. You know, we had no, uh, no school for all the kids. We got at the time, we had a five-year-old, a four-year-old, a two-year-old and one-year-old. So, um, it was a grind last year. And at first we thought, okay, well, just two weeks of shutdown and then it was kind of like okay this may be like a six-week deal and then all of a sudden it's like the offseason gets away from you and you're behind the eight ball and then last summer I got hurt um, I hurt my back and so I couldn't train coming into training camp and uh, just wasn't myself and um, it was it was a very challenging year for me personally just dealing with that um, I'm proud of how I handled it the back half of the season I had some really good performances but all in all, it just wasn't enough to kind of hold on to the job. Um, and that was disappointing. I thought I'd at least get a chance to come back and, and uh, compete with whoever they keep in the building. Um, but, but that wasn't um, a possibility that was presented to me. Um, I'm actually going to drop some content this week. I, I just, uh, the whole off season, all I've been doing is trying to get back to my, you know, physical self that I normally am. And uh, I just went and punted with a bunch of NFL guys last week in Dallas for three days. And I think what teams want to know is they don't, they're not concerned whether I can directional punt or whether I can handle situations in the game or my lack of experience, anything like that. It's just, hey, it looked like you fell off the ledge a little bit last year physically. Uh, is that a trend? Is that because you're getting older or, or, or the issues that plagued you corrected? 
and um, they are most certainly corrected. Um, so I can't wait to throw that down so teams can see that I'm uh, not only healthy, but, um, you know, bombing with the best one. So, well, you know, I, just don't go to the Falcons. You know, that that's my thing. Like, <laughs> but no, seriously, anywhere you go, Thomas, I think, you know, the Saints fans will be pulling for you. Um, yep. Thomas, I'm curious, and you can either speak about this personally or if you're more comfortable just speaking about it generally as an NFL player and, and what you go through in the locker room. I think it's tough. I mean, I, I feel for you. I, I mean, it was clear you were injured last season, and it, you know, you I, you still had some tremendous games. I remember Week One against the Bucks. That was maybe one of the best games of your career. Uh, I mean, you had a tremendous game in Week One against them. But I, uh, I could tell you were injured, and it was. I, you've said it yourself. It was a, a substandard performance by your standard that you that you created, which was extremely high. But this this reality in the NFL business that you've got fans killing you on Twitter. You've got you've got people, media people with opinions, and yet you're battling an injury. And there's always such a fine line between you go out there and you play with it and and you're not sure if you can perform or not. But if you do, it's labeled gutsy. You're there for your teammates. And and if it's just below that line, then you're kind of labeled old and washed and not good enough. And, and it may be sometimes you go into these games and you're not totally sure. And you're, you're dealing with an ailment, but I know you've seen teammates in your locker room dealing with the same thing where they're not practicing during the week because they've got a knee or they've got something going on physically. And it's kind of that decision come game time. I'm going to put myself on the line. I don't know that saints saints or just fans in general have an appreciation for what NFL players go through and kind of the mental grind that is making those decisions about putting it out there on the field when you're compromised. Can you talk a little bit just about like the mental aspect of that? Yeah, look, it's challenging. And, and, and to be clear, I wouldn't say that I was hurt during the season. It was that because I got hurt before the season and my back bothered me through training camp, I didn't get it cleared up until into the season. Um, I just was behind the eight ball physically. And, and so I don't want people to think I was out there playing hurt. It was more that leading up to the season, I wasn't able to, you know, I was laid up. And so I wasn't in great shape. Um, and so, but, but yeah, I mean, look, guys do it all the time. It's, it's a, it's, it's really quite uh, inspiring to see certain guys play through certain things. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of the really great players that you hear about doing things when you hear about people complaining about an elite player that's only playing good or only playing great and not elite, you know, people set expectations based on what they've done and how much they're getting paid. And I think the, the really great players, they don't talk, you know, it's a, it's a competitive disadvantage to talk about your injury. And I also think it's a mental disadvantage for yourself to be constantly talking about it and leaning on that as a reason for not getting things done. And so that's why a lot of times you don't hear about things until after the season by certain players, um, because they don't want other teams to know that they're dealing with it or they don't want teams to know how severe it is. And, um, and so I think when you, when you're kind of talking about it, it's like, it's another way of, you know, kind of, you know, keeping it on your mind. And so, um, I don't know. There's just a lot of complexity to it. It's definitely a psychological game during the season. And, um, you know, it's just the fine line is, I think, 
the teams are always looking for players that are going to push it to the limit. And then hopefully the teams have the type of medical staff and reasonable people in decision-making that can kind of pull people away and, and say, Hey, you're going to hurt yourself here beyond what we're willing to risk. And if you have a good balance of that, where everybody's doing the right thing for the right reasons, you, you know, you get to the right answers uh, week in and week out as far as who should and shouldn't play. You know, Thomas, you mentioned about you got released and Will Lutz and Woods came over. You know, I was, I'm, I'm fast. I'm always fascinated with kickers and punters and long snappers because you guys are your, your, you're really your own thing. And until very recently, I feel like coaches didn't even understand or how to know how to help you. I mean, that's like a recent thing. So how emotional is that because the the bond that you have with Lutz and the long snap and that sort of thing, how emotional was that conversation that you had with them about, about not being there? Cause you guys have been together a long, a, a long time. Yeah. Look, it was a little bit, uh, look, it was sad selfishly for me, but it's more emotional, like for me in a positive way. Like I know that those guys are going to continue to carry the torch and do great. Right. They're not, um, you know, they kind of came in and they were like little, little, babies in the womb and then you know they kind of start playing and they kind of make their mistakes they fall down and you just kind of keep picking them up and keep encouraging them but um you know those guys are pros and and they're great at what they do and they're tremendous workers and they have high standards and all those things so it's more kind of like a a good feeling to be leaving where you feel like hey they they got it covered and now they got to go they got to go be a good mentor and a good, um, you know, a, a good encourager of a young punter or whoever ends up is, being here. Is um, Will Lutz terrified that he's not going to have his holder because you're kind of like his work wife? Is he terrified that he's going to have to break uh-huh. in a new holder? You know what? You'll you'll have to you'll have to get him on the show for that. Uh, we always joke that my uh, my my uh, worst aspect of my game was my hands, and uh, <laughs> and so. Um, but he, you know, I think I think he definitely appreciated having me. And, um, you know, I feel like, um, you know, for the most part, we, we just had such a stability with getting him, you know, um, consistently uh, a good picture to see in games. And, um, you know, the thing that Will's got going for him is he's just such a mental badass. Um, and he wakes up out of bed and he kicks the ball straight. So he's just such a good player at his position. And, um, you know, I'm sure he'll get worked out with whoever's, whoever's in there. They'll get it worked out. Uh, Thomas, talking about free agency, uh, so you just mentioned that you're about to release some cool stuff uh, that kind of speaks to your, your rebound and just how you're feeling better physically um, and kind of yep. back, back to your level. Uh, you know, it's too bad that uh, Jake Bailey has kind of panned out in New England because the, the first person I thought of, you know, when you were going to be out there available was Bill Belichick because he, he has a well-documented hey, and well-known me, me crush and you on were, Me and you were saying the same thing, man. I was disappointed as well. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Jake Bailey is the punter for the Patriots, and he, he just made the Pro Bowl in his second year. So he, he's a strong punter for them. But, uh, yeah, can, can you just tell us, uh, do you have any update on free agency uh, or, you know, have teams been interested? And I know you just mentioned that uh, they were – looking for some reassurances that you're kind of, you have your explosiveness back, but uh, are, are there some teams that have reached out to you and are you close to signing anywhere? Yeah, look, there's definitely interest. And I think there's definitely a healthy level of, um, you know, questions as far as, Hey, you've got a 35 year old 
punter that's um, that had a drop off physically last year. Is that a one? Is that a is that a trend that's going to continue, or is there a reason for optimism that it was a one year deal that you dealt with some things? And so, um, and because of that, like I said, we're getting ready to put this out and, and share it with the teams that are interested. But at the same time, I don't I don't see myself signing with anybody until after the draft. Um, you know, I don't want to be some team's insurance policy. And then they go draft somebody and I'm stuck in a contract there. So, um, but yeah, there's definitely been interest. And um, like I said, we'll just kind of wait to see, wait to see um, how the draft goes and then kind of make decisions from there. You know, Thomas, we everybody will think of you for different reasons. On-field things, ambush. I'll always think of the, the Monday night game against the Texans when Lutz kicked the field goal and you didn't even look up. You're just high-fiving him. And then you tweet it out when you know yeah. you know. But my question to you is, yep. as a punter, do you have moments where you'll remember, like, coaches telling you, hey, Thomas, you better, you better, you better bang one out here. We really need you. Are there certain moments with the Saints where, like, Sean Payton or a coach or players – where you knew I'm I'm out here and they're counting on me and it was a really special moments like that. Yeah, I mean I can go back. There's a bunch on, on in my mind that stick out. Um, you know the NFC Championship game. We're going out to punt with two and a half minutes left in the game and it's 28 to 28 and I think we were punting from maybe our 17 yard line and. Um, Sean grabbed me as I was running out on the field and said, give me some effing hang time. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I was like, I remember thinking, man, screw that. If I kick this high and short, they're in field goal range already. And I just remember thinking, I, this is, you know, I'm here for this. This is why I'm here, you know. And uh, I ran out there and hit one of the best punts of my career, and we covered it. And um, I think we, we, I had a 58-yard punt with over five-second hang, and it was a 53-yard net. And we went out and covered it, and it was such a cool play because when you when you look at punt cover and how it's taught, you know, when you do the teach tape, everybody kind of spreads out three or four yards apart and kind of creates this wide net, and as you get closer to the ball, everybody kind of converges in. And that playoffs, we had a bunch of starting players that went to coach and said, hey, I want to play on punt this game. You know, I want to, I want to be covering these kicks because this is – this is my chance to go to the Super Bowl, and um, and so I remember all these stud players that were you know starting backers for us running down and and it was just exactly how you would you know it was just teach tape and we all know that the 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 Vikings got within a few yards of field goal range but they never quite made it so I always took a lot of pride in that um, feeling like that kind of was maybe a difference in us going to the Super Bowl so. Um, there's, a, there's a bunch of other ones I could go through, but that's that definitely is uh, one that stands out to me. Well, Thomas, as you look back just on your Saints career, uh, you, you mentioned some things. I mean, I'm interested just in the relationships. And gosh, you know, there's so many Saints fans that really you – know, we were recently called the old generation. And I, I just turned 40, so I took offense to that. I, I don't consider myself old yet. but We are. Uh, yeah, I think that's very offensive. Very yeah. offensive. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know I it, it it dawned on me that you know this is this you're talking about guys we've been fans since the 80s um but it makes me realize as we've done this podcast for over a decade now that a lot of Saints fans are new and and starting in 2006 the, the and the story that that was I think the Saints became an international brand and then 
2009 with the Super Bowl. And so there is a huge number of Saints fans out there. And this, this is where it dawned on me when I was called old that only know you as the punter. They only know Drew as the quarterback and you as the punter. And that's been their whole Saints fandom. And so, you know, a lot is about to change, but I just go back to like, man, the relationships, John Carney, John Casey, uh, Lutz, of course, but Garrett Hartley and just all the people that you were exposed to during your time with the Saints. I mean, Mark Brunel, a legend, was a holder for you. And so like, he was a holder for for Carney at the time, but he was in the special teams room with you. So I'm just curious, as you kind of experienced all these legends during your time with the Saints, um, and the relationships that you made, that's gotta be what is your most fond memories, right? The guys in the locker room. Well, I don't know. I'd say that's the most, I mean, there's a lot of pieces to it, but, um, I think, I think I feel very grateful for having been touched by so many of those different people. They all, they all, I'm kind of a product of all of those different people's, um, you know, assistance and guidance and, uh, mentorship, you know, starting off with Carney, you know, I got him when he was in his 21st year, Jason Kyle, my long snapper was in his 16th and 17th year. John Casey was in his 21st year. Um, I mean, you just, you, when you get something like that, you get just such a breadth of, uh, experience thrown at you in your first three years it, the learning curve. That's why the learning curve for me was so fast. And um, I don't know. I'm just really grateful that the team decided to bring those guys in to be around me um, so early on. And then I've, I've tried to be those guys for the young players that have come in over my time, not just the specialists, but anybody that's anybody that comes in the building, I've tried to be that for those guys. Um, and then having guys like Morton Anderson come around um, who I already had a relationship with and have a very good relationship with now. Um, you know, I was trying to be the Morton, the Morton Anderson of, of, of the punting game for the Saints. And, you know, that's what I've tried to do. Your outdoor experiences could be better, clearly better. Canon's sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. Using Japanese optics, Canon's lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger than other lenses, and are nearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Canon's sunglasses elevate your experiences outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code KanonCast15 at Canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K A E N O N C A S T 15. Canon. Clearly better. Hi, this is Ralph Marlboro from the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. It's that time of year again. All eyes are on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, Bet Online has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, Bet Online has it all. Every sport, Every game, every matchup. Bet Online has you covered for all the odds and real time updates and is the place for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head over to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. 
there's only two there's only two kickers their jerseys that I've ever seen multiple ones of them in the in the Superdome when I've gone and I, my family we've had season tickets since the late '80s. Morton Anderson and you like there ain't there ain't no other yeah. Saints kicker that had a jersey uh, that I saw. Uh, so I just think that yeah. speaks to just the bond that you had, and it was it was tremendous to see. Everyone, Saints fans of 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 all the off season moves, I think the Saints have done it. Look, we all know about the the, the cap hell and all that thing. The the I think Andrew, you could speak to it. Casual fans like my mother and like people that they love the Saints, but they're not into it every day. They just see the news. The one that people that are casual Saints fans in my sort of realm of family. Thomas Moore said getting released he's the one I get the questions on the most like it touched people in a way I knew it was going to be a big deal but I was I was still surprised by it yeah I mean I was as well um you know I mean it's not that I was foreseeing that or or that's not what you think about when you think you could have a change or a you know contract issue or anything like that and but I've definitely taken back by it all um really just blown away yeah, I'm looking at this uh, Falcons depth chart, guys, at punter, oh, no. and I, I'm start I'm starting to get a little nervous, Ralph. Oh no, because um, you know Font Font knows over there now. Um, <laughs> hey, tell you, Terry's an awesome human being. You know, <laughs> I mean, you you yeah, listen, you you got to feed your family, right? So, yeah. I mean, would you would you go to the Falcons hypothetically, Tom? I mean, uh... here's all I, here's all, here's all I can tell you is is um, that I. I'm still, um, I still have a lot of years left. Like I said, I'm, I, I can't wait to, you know, just show the content of me last week that, Hey, I'm back. I'm healthy. I'm, I'm fed. And, uh, you know, I will go anywhere where I feel like I can be successful and help the team win. And, um, I don't have anything other to say than that. So, yeah. okay. Well, 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 listen, you're going to be, as far as I'm concerned and every saints fan, you're, you're a saint forever. And I look forward well, to the I feel day. That. Hopefully, you know, when you're in your when you're old, quote unquote, in your 40s, ho- hopefully, uh, you know, you'll be able at some point to retire a saint. But but I, I guess, uh, Thomas, your roots are still in New Orleans. Your wife is from New Orleans. What, I, I know that your job, your occupation is going to take you elsewhere. But uh, what, what does the future like look like for you in terms of your roots and your family and in New Orleans? Well, we're just finishing uh, in the next few months. We'll be finished with our new home build in New Orleans. And, um, you know, whether if we have to go live somewhere else for four months a year in the fall and go on a little adventure with the kids, we will. Um, but we're going to be in New Orleans full time. So. so, Thomas, my final question to you is, do you – and the, the 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 video of you punting, you need to set it to like Rocky, like Rocky Four montage music, and like have it ex- having oh, exploding sound best, effects. That's the best of all the Rockies. Yeah, that's the best <laughs> of all the Rockies. I'm 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 with you on that. Yeah, like the the music one when he's going, he's in Russian, he's fighting the Russian like that to, to get teams pumped up. I mean, if I was a team and I saw you punting, it would be awesome just to see you back to full health. But if it had Rocky music, I'd be like, we got to sign him and we got to, we got to, we got to get this guy. We got to get, we got to throw a little extra at him. But my final question to you yeah, I was is gonna actually, I was going to pay Dolph, Dolph Lundgren to do a little cameo for me to start <laughs> off the video. Um, because I'm a, I'm a big fan. So, 
Anyways, get to your question. Sorry. No, my question was, my 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 question. Well, now I'm now I want to talk about like if if you, if you paid Dolph Lundgren, like would it be Rocky themed or would you would you, would it be would you have him talk about your punning? Like now I I need to talk about that. <laughs> I just I the thought of well, Dolph think, Lundgren think, describing the greatest yeah, punter in Saints history. I think I would give like a week's pay to, to hear that. But my question yeah, to you is, think, do you I think, feel I think like the only thing I would do? Sorry, sorry. I think the only thing I would do, I would only do Dolph Lundgren to like, and put the Russian flag up if I was like going to the Falcons. I feel like that would be, you know, that'd be, you know, that'd be like USA, Russia kind of thing, you know? So you'll, you'll know if you see, if, if I make an announcement and Dolph is the first part of it, you'll know, you'll already be able to break the news of where I've signed. So there you go. Oh, oh my God. Brutal. If, if he's dropping Rocky, if he's dropping Rocky clues, I'm going to be sad. No, but my I final mean, I'm question. I'm still going to have to root for Thomas, but God, that would make me sick. Go ahead, Rob. <laughs> no, my final question is because punters, teams in the offseason, do you feel like it might be a while before you sign with the team and they are going to have to sort it out with the draft and that sort of thing? Or you're going to have to wait for a team to be like, our punter is terrible. We need, we need to bring Thomas in here. Or do you feel like you're going to get something done before camp? I don't know the answer to that. I do, I do feel pretty strongly that I'm going to wait till after the draft. Um, but other than that, um, whether it's the day after the draft or if it's a week after the draft or the first week of training camp, I don't know. Um, I'll be open to whatever, but I can tell you that money will not be, money won't be the factor with where I sign. It's going to be about where I can be successful, uh, have the best chance to succeed and show that I've, you know, regained the form, uh, that I've had the previous decade. And, um, and so wherever I feel like I can do that best and have a chance to win is where I'm going to go. So it, money, money's not going to be uh, the issue on my contract for me. Well, Thomas, thanks again for joining us. You, you gave us 15 more minutes than we asked for. We appreciate it. You're always a friend of the podcast. And as long as you don't go to Atlanta, we will be rooting for you and possibly I will be buying a Thomas Morstead jersey as long as it doesn't have – ATL on the front of it. So, guy, thanks for joining us as always. We always appreciate you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broom 
Gate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broom Gate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.